Hello and welcome to the BSG Podcast. I am your host, Chase, and with me finally back, but still sick as all hell, Quinn. How you doing today, Quinn? Still sick, yeah. but thanks for having me. If you do not know what BSG is, we're an informative bi-weekly podcast focused on gaming news and discussions. On Mondays, we go over the news for the week, covering everything gaming without the BS. And on Wednesdays, we pick up a juicy topic or a game to review and give our half-informed opinions. Now, this week was a little bit of a cluster as uh, we put out our news episode on Tuesday, and this is going out on a Thursday. But it was Labor Day, and I was sick, so there's a lot of stuff going on. It's been a spicy week. Give us a break. (laughs) It's been a spicy week. It might get spicier. Hang tight. We're going to rock this road together. You feel me? All right. (laughs) Yeah, today we're actually going to talk about some of our gaming preferences and some of our past and like what got us into gaming you know it's going to be interesting because quinn and i have very different um i guess not necessarily different startups but different uh things that we like very very different yeah we have very different tastes in games and who knows where that comes from you know i i think chase taste is garbage he thinks my taste is garbage i hate you but uh (laughs) We can talk about that a little bit later. If you want to join in on the fun and talk about how you got into gaming and your gaming preferences, please do send us a tweet on Twitter at BS Gamers Podcast. We'll respond to anything. We'll give you likes and retweets, and we may even give you a kiss on the mouth. You know, if you're really nice to us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you you want a kiss on the mouth, you know, Chase is volunteering his lips. He's a married man, but he's willing to bend the rules for the podcast. I did lose my ring recently, so I'm I'm up for it now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble for it right now. Uh, If you want to do even a bigger benefit for us, it would be, I would be so happy if you guys rate and reviewed us on your platform, any platform that you listen to us on. Uh, we need those rates and reviews. We're a very small podcast, and we would love you a long time if you rate and reviewed us. Yeah, that Chase is right. <laughs> One thing before we jump right into it, though, I want to apologize for my extra nasally voice and my sniffles and potential coughs that could happen here in the future. Oh, Chef, that's um, how you normally sound. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I apologize, but we're going to make it through this together as a team. You're on this journey with us. Chase is also here. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. So how do you get into gaming, Chase? <sighs> it's hard to say because a lot of people I know, like they say, oh, I start with the SNES and I technically kind of did because you remember our cousins that are from Singapore uh, not from Singapore, but live in Singapore. They, yes. They're from Singapore now. They no. they they live and breathe that Singaporean air, you know, that clusterfuck of air. And they used to come out and bring their SNES. Um, they let me play like Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that. But they like, were the cool kids. Yeah, they were the cool kids. They were the ones who like had Gran Turismo and all that bullshit first coming out on PlayStation 2. Um, I think it was like three and we used to play at their house i think they're i don't know how true this is but they used to tell me that their grandfather used to work somewhere related to the video game industry and so they they would like get stuff a little bit earlier than usual i don't think that was accurate at all but <laughs> uh i mean Chase they, always, ate it up they way. always had the newest shit 
Sorry, what did you say, Quinn? Yeah. I said you you ate it up. Whether it was a lie or not, you ate it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but I think I really started when I had, like, the PlayStation 1 and the Game Boy. And so, like, some of the first few games I remember playing was... um, uh, it's called Jumpman in Japan. What's the other? What's the other English name? Is it just Donkey Kong? On the on no, the game Jumpman board? is Mario. Um, yeah, but the original one, the arcade like style one. Um, that's where originally Jumpman's from, before Super Mario. Right. Oh, you're yeah. Oh, what was the original name that it. game called? I think it was I called think Donkey, it was Kong. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I used to play that on the Game Boy. That was one of the first few games I played. Um, when I was a little kid, you know. The reason being, uh, my family, I want to say, never had time for me. No, uh, my dad was very busy, and it was around the time that my parents divorced. And so they needed something to shut me up. And so right. they <laughs> they gave me a Game Boy to play with. And I used to remember playing that on the airplane all the time when we would go to, um, I guess you could say, different states for whatever my dad was doing. Or really just in the car when my dad wanted to go on a date and I didn't want to go inside with him. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna sit in the car and uh, you guys can have your fun time. Roll yeah. the window down, play some Game Boy. Yeah, so that's, that's, <laughs> that was like my very beginning. How about you, Quinn? Right. How did you very first start? Um, I think it's honestly probably with the Game Boy Color and PlayStation 1. And I guess arguably watching you play games. And I I think I started because my dad got a PlayStation 1. And I, I don't know if he actually liked playing games. Yeah, did he get it for himself? I was going to ask you that. I think it was for himself slash for me. Like, I was too young to be interested in Tekken, right? But he he got Tekken 1, 2, and 3 for the PlayStation 1, and we played it um, together, and I think he would kick my ass every single time. <laughs> I uh, I but eventually, I got to a point where I knew how to play, and then he became uninterested. And I don't know what happened to our PlayStation 1, but it just faded into oblivion, so I don't know. Like, I don't actually re- recall ever owning a PS1, but we must have had it because we had PlayStation 1 games. You did. Uh, did Dragon Quest 7 come out on PS1? Oh, I think Dragon Quest 4. That was like the four disc one. Because I remember you had uh, that, I think. I don't think it was 7. I think it was uh, earlier. Not number, 7. Maybe you're four right. Or five. It was like 4 or 5. Yeah, 7 was uh, much too new. Um, yeah. I remember you having that because I we, I used to come over to your house and play on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Oh, so that must have... <laughs> Chase would come over to my house, play my games, and I would watch him. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sad. Um, but yeah, um, so you played on the PlayStation 1. Was that So that was your first console for sure then? And I, then... The PlayStation 1 and the Game Boy Color were pretty much the two things i remember playing but i do remember not playing them all that much whenever there would be multiple hours of gaming going on it was me watching you play Mm -hmm. yeah i think Um, you you said you used to watch me play final fantasy because i do recall playing those games yeah i remember uh you watching you play final fantasy watching you play uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, I believe, oh, which yeah, was I on played Xbox that for like One. 
10 seconds. Oh, man. It was too complicated yeah. for me when I was a little kid. No, right. I, I think we, we started it together, and I think it was the Singaporean quote-unquote cousins that <laughs> gave you the game or bought it for you or something. Yeah, because I know Alexander and then, used to play a lot of games like Diablo. Um, right, right. And he was very much into the online uh, area that Diablo got into. And, uh, you know, those were, I would consider for our ages, like, you know, six or seven, eight maybe, uh, those were pretty complicated games for us. Yeah, those were too complicated for sure. And yeah, definitely I remember Morrowind. I think the one thing I remember is the loading screens because you kept having to go back and forth between places and we didn't know what we were doing. So I just remember <laughs> seeing a bunch of loading screens. Yeah, it was... Uh, those, these games were like, even looking at them now, I'm like, God damn, they're not fun. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. I did. I do remember some fun games, um, some of my favorite games, and I think maybe it's just a testament to, I guess, how games are back then and what we like now. Like very simple games. I used to play Parappa the Rapper. I don't know if right. you ever remember me playing that or if you've seen the yeah. game before. Oh yeah. man, that game was fun. It had singing. it's like the original Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, it was a PlayStation One game with voices. I mean, I know that's not so crazy but i mean still back then not many games i guess had voices for rpgs i should say i gotta be careful with what i say um when i played a lot of rpgs like final fantasy 7 8 and 9 specifically those didn't have voices Uh, well yeah this is also like the era like we're talking about just playing games on game boys and it was all text-based there was no voice things barely had that and i gotta say i am thankful for this era that i came into because (laughs) One of the things that I'm seeing a lot of children, especially growing up now, is that they're having a lot of trouble with reading. Uh Um, And another thing that they have, like not just children, but like, you know, getting into your teen and adult ages, they're having so much trouble with like vocabulary or like finding words to like make themselves feel smarter. Like because of these like Final Fantasy games that I played and then a lot of other, um, you could say, British like games specifically like Final Fantasy Tactics, um, like those games really had a lot of um, difficult words, and I used to remember like looking at those up and learning what they were, and then eventually trying to use some of them in my like my my speech or like talking to other people. And uh-huh. uh, nowadays, because everything is voiced, you know, essentially like almost every game is voiced. That's uh, a AAA game, right? Uh, and those are the things that people play. They don't read as much anymore and they don't have they don't learn i guess uh like i remember i don't know how you feel about that but well i also think like the methodology behind games and why people play games nowadays has changed a lot um like i think now it's much more about entertainment rather than story so like Mm -hmm. entertainment and replayability and addiction is like first and then if you want to be a story game that's like on the side for the thing yeah right that's like for the old school people etc and one of the reasons why the games in the past were so much heavily more heavily invested in story was that you were playing that game for the next month to three months you know like that was pretty much you got a game and that was your game. Yeah, there the are a lot less months. games coming right. out back then than there are now. 
Right. And so you had pretty much, you had a game and that was the game you played. Like you had a Pokemon <laughs> game and that was the game you played for the next year until something came around. Right. I do remember so, like games like Legend of Zelda, they, you would have to like, um, essentially create a graph in order to create the maps for it. Uh, or unless you had very good spatial recognition or something like that. Right. Uh, spatial intelligence. Um, and like you spent hours and hours and even back then you didn't have the internet to come well you did have internet but like nothing near as like you can look the, yeah there were up. no forums yeah. explaining how to get through a game uh it was all pretty much word of mouth and even then it could be false like, so, yeah it could be false and so you spent you know 12 hours working on this one thing and then you realize it doesn't even work right yeah so well so what were your your next i guess next generation of chase the gamer <laughs> So, during this time period, I, I I actually been lucky because of my parents' divorce. Um, I got like almost every console that came out for quite a while. Yeah, what an asshole! Right? <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't think you had an N sixty four. In fact, until way later, right? Am I am I correct on that? Like you bought that only just a couple of years ago or so, correct? The N64. right. I so I've after. Well, I guess we'll get into this later. But besides a game boy and a game boy sp i've never had a nintendo console you had like the gamecube the super mar or uh super nintendo well maybe you didn't uh, but the, at least the nintendo 64 um i think you had a sega genesis at one point uh, i did actually um i used to play on the sega channel i think that was like the very start of like the use of internet and then downloading games or something like that if if i recall um, I don't even remember if I actually got it to work super properly, but I mean, I used it for right. um, Sonic. Right. Um, so I did play some games like that, but yeah, I did have the Sega Sega Genesis. Right. Yeah. You you got consoles way before me, and I think Left that's also right. why I spent a lot of my time watching you play games. Was that I couldn't do it at home, so I would just come to your house and then watch you, especially because you would have the time to practice <laughs> or like get good at a game. And so you would like hand me the controller for five seconds and then realize I'm shit because I've never done this before <laughs> in my life and I've never like played with a N64 controller. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, let me just play. And just watch. <laughs> that sounds exactly what I would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so I used to play on the N64. I used to play Super Mario 64 on that specifically. We used to have a rink in video. It was like this rental place when rent renting games was like a, still a thing and uh, right. I would rank games from there all the time. I used to play with my, I guess, not so much stepbrother anymore. Um, we uh, used to play on the N64, the Xbox. Like, we had, like, I gotta be honest, I played a fuck ton of video games when I first started. Um, right. We even got to the point, <laughs> God, this is, this is, do you know how hard it was to convince my mom to go to Rinkin Video when I'm underaged to get Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Oh, my <laughs> pervert. Yeah, me and my... This is when you start getting into hentai, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, so my stepbrother and I were able to convince my mom. It was so difficult. We had to go multiple times, and she finally gave in to it. And it wasn't even that good of a game. It was just there for the best. Just for the boobies. boobies. Yeah. Uh, I think that was around the t- like that was especially a time when like boobs were like super jiggly, back then. right? 
<laughs> no, I don't think it's as bad now, but there there was a time like that was the new physics effect to add to right. games and oh. ragdoll boobs. Yeah. Crazy. Um so yeah, I had I even had the GameCube. I used to play Resident Evil 4. That was probably my favorite Resident Evil game that I've ever played. Have you ever played that? Uh, I watched you play it. <laughs> <laughs> I did try and play it on my own at one point, and I just thought, like, it was so far, it was too late to yeah. go back to it. So the controls seemed really shitty, etc. Yeah. If you play it but, now, the controls are shit. It was actually really right. good controls back then, which is right. kind of crazy, like, how much controller... Um, I don't know how you can say accessibility to playing games now have gotten better because like Like the, the intuitiveness of controllers has increased so much, especially because I remember even like playing uh, medal of honor, the first one on PlayStation one and you, it's a shooting game, right? It's similar. I guess this is how probably how resident Evil four controlled where the D pad is how you aimed and you couldn't shoot and move at the same time because in order to aim, you'd have to go into aiming mode, mm-hmm. which meant you couldn't couldn't move. And yeah, I don't know. It just it's interesting how like that was acceptable and like that was still like really cool and fun. But yeah, now the tank back, it's like that was the it. worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, the tank control thing was like a thing with many games, especially Resident Evil. Right. It was always a Resident Evil excuse me think for the longest time i think resident evil 5 was the first time it kind of got away from that a little bit where you can move and shoot um i because that that game was really fun i remember when i played it um it uh but then i remember there was games like silent hill which had tank controls that was on the playstation one um i'm trying to think of some others but uh, a lot of horror games i feel like had this weird tank control system back then and yes i agree it is terrible and it is so much better now and i'm very happy about that quinn how about this what's the first um console you bought so the first console okay i could have had a ps1 right who knows but i don't remember actually physically having it after a certain but you never bought that i'm asking like which one did you physically buy well, the first one I physically bought was probably an Xbox original, but my family did have a PlayStation 2. We mm-hmm. actually had two different PlayStation 2s. Was one the slim because, and the other one not so slim? Right. One was the original and then one was the slim because, you know, they want, it was basically the DVD player, right? Mm. Like it was the DVD player slash I could play games if I wanted to because oh. at that point DVDs were super big. Um, yeah. Do you remember how great it was to just buy a PS2 and that was the equivalent of buying a DVD player? Right, they were. I think they were actually even similar in price, and so like it was pretty easy to convince your family, like, let's buy a PlayStation Two. Yeah, I think it was and, like maybe a fifty dollar difference, or maybe maybe a hundred. But the fact that you could do DVD and video games, it's like, right. Well, what's the what's the point of getting the DVD? <coughs> right, exactly. And this is when, uh, like you said, where renting things was in its prime, right? Yeah, I think this is also when. Uh, netflix you could rent physical dvds from netflix as well yeah that was great (laughs) so like this is uh, like rentals and dvds was in its prime playstation 2 was definitely the easy way around video games and dvd player i i have distinct memories with my playstation 2 i would 
get a chair. I'd get two chairs because I my memories of the PlayStation 2 were always like local co-op memories. And I would get two chairs, stick them right in front of the TV, and we would just play games all day. And the main games were Star Wars Battlefront 2. We would go into a mode where you could just be like the special characters like Jedi or Sith And this is the uh, Star Warriors. Wars Battlefront 2 that was before the PS4 one? Uh, yeah, so obviously. It's on PlayStation 2. How's it, it going to be on PlayStation was, 4? Yeah, but there was a PlayStation 2 version of it. I've yeah, never called so there being that. The, the newest version, EA purchased and had DICE make into like a Battlefield-esque mm. um, game. But Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 came out on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And... I just remember having so much fun because you could basically set it up to where you have like a private match, uh, like a local private match where you could be any of like the Star Wars knights or not Star Wars knights, the Jedi knights or the Sith lords. And you could have like, you could just jump around this map and like try and kill each other. And it was just a ton of fun. I just remember having a ton of fun in that game. And then there was 007 Quantum Solace, which was a co-op. Um, third-person shooter game, which was actually a lot of fun as well. And uh, I would play those old Tekken, Tekken 1 and those older PS1 games on the PlayStation 2 as yeah, well. Yeah, we still play Tekken Tag Tournament together. And then Right, I don't think I owned that, but I think we, we definitely played it, it. For sure then. Right. Because uh, I remember, I, I know you, yeah, we definitely rented it. And then for, I think we liked it because there was actually a fun volleyball thing in the Tekken series. Right, that we played. right. And like there were, there were arcade ish modes yeah. instead of just fighting all the time. Right. And then one of the hard, I, you know, I have the um, PS1 classic, which I regret getting, but luckily I didn't pay for it. And I actually revisited Tekken, whichever Tekken it was. I think it was Tekken 3 is on the PS classic. And. Oh, okay. I tried out the, is it called the story mode? I don't know if you would right. call it the story mode, but it was like the mode where it's not just versus battle. And I played that and it was so fucking hard. It was so <laughs> janky. And right. I was like, how the fuck do you play it? And I remember we were good at it. And I'm not right. trying to say like super good, but still we were, we were able to play it without any issues. And I could not fucking play it for the life of me. Right. And like even back then as kids, you know, you knew like all the moves and the move sets and stuff just because you uh, you have one game. You just have to play it forever until you realize how to play it. And even though it's the jankiest thing ever, like it felt natural and easy to play. I used to play Mortal Kombat. I think it was the third one that came out on N64. Um, and I used to like try to, I used to memorize all the moves as much as I could in order to do like the fatalities and the brutal. Oh, I don't think I was ever able to do the brutalities. I think those were ridiculous button presses. Right. Um, And those were, you know, word of mouth. You couldn't really just look it up and be like, oh, this is how you do it. Yeah. It was very much of a pain in the ass. I wonder if there was a, uh, you know how like games used to come with, um, those pamphlets. Yeah. I wonder if it was in there. No, it makes me no, think. It was not. No, but this goes into like I guess the next thing I was going to talk about was you could buy huge manuals, game guides. guides. Yeah, you could buy guides that would tell you all the secret information. And I remember I would, I if there was a game coming out, like pretty much back in the day, 
you could pretty much only buy like one game, maybe two games a year. At least I I remember only being able to really buy like one or two games a year, and I would make sure to get the guide with it. Mm-hmm. And this is especially after I got into once I bought my ex original Xbox. That was pretty much like when I when I decided to get like invested truly in games and like spend my own money towards games. And I got Halo Two. I got an original Xbox. I saved up a bunch of money from birthdays and Christmas, and I got the game guide for it. And I remember just like playing the game and then going to bed and bringing the game guide with me and just reading through the game guide and just getting like so immersed in whatever game I was playing at that moment. Yeah, I used to do that with Final Fantasy VII because um, I, I know I bought the guidebook. I used to have it for years. I used to take it to school with me. Right. And just read it. Right. Because it had backgrounds to the characters. Right. Like, for example, just a small thing, like Cloud was the main character for Seven. He never had a last name in the, the, the game, but they, they made one for him in the in the book. In the guide, they, yeah. Yeah, in the guide, and they would show so much more information that was never talked about in in right. the game. And those even not playing the game, it was fun reading those books. Right. And I I think I did the same thing with I got a Guild Wars guide when we got into oh, Guild Wars. Fuck, I remember Guild Wars. And I think I did bring it to school. I think you played and with my like, stepbrother a lot, huh? With that game? Because yeah. um, he maybe. played a lot of I, that over me. I know that I had a... Well, I guess let, let's get to that point, too. Because okay. eventually, PC becomes a thing. But right. before that, for me, I went from like Xbox and PlayStation 2 and I got a Game Boy SP because it was actually released in the US on my birthday so I got it randomly I didn't even ask for it <laughs> but I got it uh as a birthday gift which was awesome and I spent so many nights like staying up late in bed yeah, because that thing it had a built-in light in the original right it has a light built in so you can actually play in the dark and I just remember playing this game called Shining Soul 2 oh I know, so I much all right, let me double check. That was that was an action kind of game. It was an RPG. It was like an game, action was RPG. Action. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. It was an action RPG where you could choose like one of I think three characters or more, and then you would start the game. I think, and I, I just remember playing that over and over and over again. But I never really got that far. Uh, yeah. I just remember like going through the beginning section over and over. And I think that's like a theme with me is that I like to. I like the start of stuff, but I don't really like the middle or end sections. You don't like to finish games. I wonder right. if that's a bigger and, problem, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and some I played like Legend of Zelda, The Minished Cap, and some Pokemon games on my Game Boy SP, but mainly I just remember Shining Soul 2 was the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time, you know, I think this is when we would do in like elementary school where you had to do computer classes or typing classes yeah, we had typing, typing games. classes and yeah uh, not a, not shit for what was it um austin creek austin creek yeah. yeah and i that was also when i started playing more pc games mainly on like browser games and addictedgames.com and maybe some runescape i never really got super invested into runescape like a lot of other kids did but I did it because other kids did it. But I mainly liked addicted games and more like shorter, fast-paced games. I played Newgrounds. Uh, uh, I played on the Newgrounds. What was it? Those browser games. Did you right. ever play that a lot? Yeah, yeah. Newgrounds. Oh, that was also when like stick figure animations were really cool. 
Uh, yeah, there was that stick figure game where like you had to go through an obstacle and then if you fall, you you die and you you like barrel out into like a spiral of blood or something like that. I, do you know which one? Like there those type uh, of games. yeah, I think there were a lot there of games a lot like, like that. that. And that yeah, they're all pretty much the same games. <laughs> and, and I think they were all made by different people, but who knows? But after that is when my family got a real computer, and the computer guy that built our computer. Uh, installed and bought me battlefield 2 but the thing was he never really explained how to go online so i played like battlefield 2 by myself against some bots and around this time too i was looking into trying to get my xbox online Um, Mm. but this is like this is around the time where like i'm just learning that the internet is a thing and i can like interact with other people online uh through my xbox did you ever get so when you got on were you like um what's it were you in a toxic environment the moment you got online or was it not that bad no so i never even actually got online i never got online on my i never got online on my pc i never got online on my xbox but what happened was you got a ps3 with call of duty modern warfare or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare for, what was it, your birthday or for Christmas? It was Christmas. And I remember we set up the online because it was free and it wasn't a big deal. And we played for like nine hours straight. I think we played like Heavenly Sword as well. And then we played a little bit of Call of Duty. Mm, Heavenly Sword. Uh, I guess that's true. I don't ever remember owning Heavenly Sword though. That's the problem. But didn't wasn't that bundled with or was that I bundled, think it with, was bundled with it? I think no, it was bundled with PS3. It's a PS3 okay. game. It's a it PS3 out, game. Uh, I mean, maybe I owned it. Yeah, but I just remember. Uh, I don't ever remember owning that. Playing game. it with you. Yeah, I, I remember that, but I never remember owning the game. I always wonder, like, um, whether or not I did, because I could have sworn Heavenly Sword was bundled with it. But I know my dad bought this for me. I think he bought me the original. Yeah, because I remember playing my PS One games on the yeah uh, the PS Three. So that thing was a fucking expensive purchase. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah I've looked into how expensive <laughs> that that thing is. That was like the most that was the like second most expensive seven hundred. Um, uh, yeah, most ex- second most expensive console of all time. Right. Yeah. So and I think playing. Uh, when we played a brief bit of Call of Duty Four, that was like a big turning point for me. I think the combination of online and it was like this next generation of console really took it to another level for me. Like for I was just kind of like a you know I played Star Wars Battlefront Two and I played some Halo Two locally with friends, but I never really. Like, unless a friend was over, I wasn't playing video games. Uh, unless I was in my bed with my games, uh, in my Game Boy SP. But You know what's funny, though? This was a big turning point for me as well when the PS... When you're talking about Call of Duty and games on the PS3. <laughs> this is when you dropped this off. This is when I dropped <laughs> from playing video games. <laughs> yeah. So I like I like how... maybe I don't think it was Call of Duty for me. I think it was Final Fantasy XIII uh, when I really stopped. But yes, this was a turning point for both of us. Um, you got into it. I stopped. For right. Years. You you did not really like it for whatever reason. 
Um, maybe it could have been burnt out, but I think it was more the fact that I was trying to get good at tennis. <laughs> oh, and uh, right. that was when I would spend eight hours a day on the tennis court. Right. And I just didn't have time. I would honestly, by the time I got home, I fell asleep. That was what it was right. like for me when I was a kid back then. When was the PS3? Was that around when I was between 15 and 18? Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. And okay. yeah, there was definitely a, a point in your life where you were like totally about fitness yeah. and like trying to get on Ninja Warrior. <laughs> now I'm a fat piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, so yeah, this believe point, me when me I say it. this, Chase was ripped as fuck yeah. at a certain point in his life. That's all I cared about. It was yeah. uh, working out. But uh, Quinn, so let's, I'll come back to that later. Tell me how this changed, because I don't actually know how, the fact that you just told me this is interesting to me, because I know you got into gaming and you moved on to like Steam and stuff at one point, but I didn't know it was the PS3 era, which is what decided for you to change. PS3 and Call of Duty 4 is what made me addicted to video games. Basically, um... When I played when I, that one experience of you getting it on Christmas or whatever it was and us staying up all night playing. And I remember you went to sleep, but I was still playing. It. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds um, like what we would do. Because you, were, you weren't very interested in shooting games, yeah, yeah. but I was. And so what happened was I immediately asked my parents, like, I need a, no, I need a PS3. And they said, and I think no. I paid. I think I paid for some of it or something. Oh no, I, I had to buy my own games because what happened was I got a PS3, and they gave me Medal of Honor Airborne and maybe Heavenly Sword. I don't know, but or Heavenly Blade. I forgot what it was called. Did you get the original PS3 or the? Yes, uh, it was the one. It was backwards compatible. Okay. It was the same one you had. And they got me Medal of Honor Airborne because they didn't realize that Call of Duty was a different game. They just thought, oh, military game. Okay, we'll get this Medal of Honor game. Quinn will join and the military. That was really fun. It was like in World War II, and it was like an RPG shooter, which was kind of interesting. Like you could level up your guns and customize them and customize your character a little bit. But I set up the online, and I was like, oh, it'll probably be the same as Call of Duty, and it was not. The online was garbage, and there was really no one playing the online of that uh, game. So eventually I got enough money to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and that's when it all changed that's when it all changed chase it was all your fault <laughs> were you heavy into shooters then well it wasn't that i was into shooters like i didn't really know what shooters were right like i medal of honor was like my first shooter besides like the original medal of honor i played on playstation one briefly and so this right. is all like a new experience for me but basically Playing online, Call of Duty 4, is what got me really, like, gaming took a hold of that young child that I was. Uh, and it went from, like, playing maybe an hour or two of video games today a day to, like, three or four hours to four or five hours to six or seven hours to, like, eight hours until, like, there were times where I was playing 11 hours straight. Fuck. Yeah. I remember one time, um, my friend Zach, he also got a PlayStation 3 after he saw me playing and just like being so into it. And he got Call of Duty 4 and he tried to catch up to my level. And so this is like, this is when I'm first discovering like Call of Duty 4 and like mm-hmm. online games and shooters and stuff. 
and he put in nine hours the first weekend and like that we were like so impressed we were like whoa you put in nine hours that's insane and then like that was ended up two years later that was us every weekend putting nine hours into it yeah so yeah i can see your addiction addiction. the, the toxicity of video gaming was real for you right and this was like like i had responsibilities right like i had to go uh play soccer and i had to do like soccer practice and do school and all that stuff but it was just a completely different thing than i was used to from video games because honestly like i would get bored of games uh back in the day like basically when a friend was over i could play it with them and that would keep it interesting because i was playing with someone else and when i was playing on a game boy like it was only fun until like i fell asleep but the ability to play with other people from my house and not like make games exclusive to when friends are over mm-hmm. changed everything right so i'm assuming and you played with zach a heck of a lot more since the uh, I yeah I honestly if, if there weren't video games me and zach who's allegedly one of my best friends we wouldn't be friends probably because we went to separate schools right. for a very long time we did a bunch of other stuff but having a uh, ps3 an internet connection made it so we could be social regardless of where we were yeah and, and it's only you ex- even went further than that and you actually have a lot of i don't want to say Actually, you do have some close online friends, uh, especially when right. you do another podcast with. Um, right. So, so like, this, is, really this is the interesting thing. Yeah. This is really is that for you. as high school came, this is like another turning point because I went to a private high school where they gave all the students a laptop. So I like and th- this is also where I'm st- I stopped playing sports. And I started investing more of my time into the internet. Like having a laptop, which I've never had. This meant I could take my internet wherever. I could take the internet wherever I wanted to go. And that meant I could play browser games wherever I wanted. Uh, I got really into Tetris, tetrisfriends.com. I don't think it's a, it's no longer a thing, but I was addicted to Tetris. Uh, I played TF2. This is also when I got like an Xbox 360 and like the socially games became a bigger thing because i got really into halo 3 all the people at high school and even from like zach had to buy an xbox 360 because i moved to xbox and everyone i knew was on xbox 360 just played games with people all day uh halo 3 was like my favorite game of all time played skate pod played mono for two that's like really when i went from oh i'm a sports guy to oh now i'm a gamer guy <laughs> Like it, it so drastically changed who I was. And even in high school, right? In the middle of high school, sophomore year, I took a class, a broadcasting class, and it taught us how to make our own podcasts. And so in high school, sophomore year, this is also when my parents were like starting their divorce. Uh, I got a group of friends together and we started a podcast together and we started a few YouTube channels together. And we'd review games and talk about random things. I eventually got a, uh, I built a PC and I got heavily invested in PC games. 
I got into TF2. I have 1,600 plus hours on TF2. I started my own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous number. <laughs> I use this, this like the combination of TF2 and my YouTube channel was how I coped with my parents' divorce. <laughs> I played like Minecraft and StarCraft 2. I had a Minecraft server for people on my channel. Uh, played a lot of Binding of Isaac. I found a girlfriend online. Yeah, uh, that's like, what I was going to try and get at is that like your ability on, I guess, the online platforms or just be basically the utilization of the PC, like how much further you expand it is ridiculous. You have right. your own thing for TF2 where you would make money, essentially. I don't know if you actually right. made more money than you lost. I, that's probably not true, but you did make money nonetheless. Right. There, there was a whole uh, TF2 economy. And I, yeah, I would, I literally sold items for like 160 bucks or something. And, and for me, and the, that's the first I, time I ever heard about this was like, there was like this one kid at my school who was famed for selling a bunch of stuff on for World of Warcraft. And I was like, wow, that's really nuts. I didn't know that. Uh, like, right. For me, there, that, there was I didn't a whole think World of Warcraft thing. market. Yeah. Yeah. He, he bought him, he bought a, um, he bought, uh, on a side note, he bought a really nice BMW. So, uh, uh, he put like six thousand dollars. No, no, no. He made fifty thousand dollars from it, and he bought the car straight through. Damn the BMW. I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was never that good because I never. No, but it existed. Me, That's the point, right? So yeah, there was a, a same situation. A guy at my school. He was like a World of Warcraft guy, and he would just grind like accounts to max level and make them like a shit ton of money, and then sell the accounts for the same thing and make thousands of dollars. Is insane, and this was almost like a little bit of the wild west of PC gaming. And damn, yeah, ga- gaming has it took over my life. I would say it got me a girlfriend. Uh, screw you, Chase, for getting me that girlfriend. Uh, uh, which if it wasn't for your PS3, I wouldn't have gone through the, <laughs> okay, that okay. hell. I was being like, wow, that's a really far reach to 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 relate it to my my fault. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's your dad's fault. If he didn't get you Call of Duty 4 and a PS3, I would have been a, a sports no. legend. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, as I was saying um, earlier is I dropped off from this for three years. I didn't even get back into this until I was in college, actually. Yeah. Um and I would say after my junior college year, so three years after that, I actually got back into gaming. One of the things I started playing, um, which I know you've played a little bit, was Brave Frontier on the phone. Right. Now, I don't know if I want to call that a game. This was around the era where I never thought mobile games were really games. Right. Um, and it's not saying that they weren't. It's just that they weren't. Uh, when I when I played games originally, like even back on the PS3, there were no transaction in-game transactions, microtransactions, microtransactions, yeah. or in-app purchases. That's what I was thinking of. Um, right, and was, this is like also the the era. This is after the era of like Facebook games, like Farmville yeah. and stuff. And I did play a little bit of those games, but I never like I never got into them. It would only be like thirty minutes. Like I'm bored, I'm gonna go play tennis or something. Right. Um. But I I met Brave Frontier, and it was the the demise of my my savings my life <laughs> right i think i spent i mean i maybe to other people this isn't much but i spent six hundred dollars on it right. on one game and it was just to roll for the chance to earn so this was like the era of like we talked about in one of our previous podcasts about uh loot crates and 
of essentially gotcha games where you would spend money to get the chance to earn something. And fuck. I spent so much money in this stupid like JRPG like game had a terrible story. I remember just skipping the story and just loving how cool the characters looked. Mm. (sighs) It spent so much money. Oh. See, video game addiction, it'll get you no yeah. matter if you go play tennis or what. You can't you can't run away forever. I played three years of it. Three years, every single day. I didn't miss yeah. a single day for three years. That was me <laughs> in TF2, Chase. What? That was me in TF2. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, speaking of money, too, like... Like, man, just thinking about it, I so there's this app you can plug your Steam account into and it'll it'll tell you how much money you spent on Steam. Mm-hmm. And I've spent like five thousand dollars. I spent five. Okay, not only that, but I've spent five thousand dollars on Steam, and that doesn't include any consoles. Doesn't include any games purchased outside of Steam. That doesn't include my VR headset. <laughs> like, yeah, that's another. Thousand. I've spent probably uh, potentially over ten thousand dollars on video games throughout my life. And the the sad part is is that if you actually counted the number of hours he's probably played video games, he's probably only paying at most a dollar an hour yeah potentially at most it's probably much less yeah. than that it's probably like 50 cents an hour right so but hey man, that feeds a family work. in a third world country so yeah. <laughs> sure let's let's believe that for now um, but yeah this is also like also to add to the drama basically when you weren't playing games we didn't really have a relationship no yeah, and it wasn't until after like you started getting addicted again, like when we started talking. And this is also, I guess, like the the thing about it was because you weren't online, we couldn't talk because of there was a physical distance. Mm-hmm. But once once we could get you online, then it became like the relationship between us started growing yeah, again. Yeah, we, we met a little bit more a few years after I got my PS4, which is funny. That was the first one I actually bought on my own, but I actually uh-huh. bought it from a friend. Right. Um, and, and I didn't buy a PS4 until I was in junior college, uh, and I bought it for Destiny because I think right. a, a bunch of I people played. were... Right. Well, as much people were trying to convince me that Destiny was the best game ever, and so, <laughs> and it was fun. It was really fun. Um, and I enjoyed it when I played it. Uh, I definitely felt the story was lacking even when I first played it. But I mean, the gameplay was great. It was like playing a Halo game, and so I think that's why a lot of people liked it. At least, right? And I don't even think we played it together. I don't even no, think this is the point when we started talking again. No, geez. I think it was really when Rocket League, we started hanging out a lot more. Yeah. Honestly, I'm trying to think, when is it that we started hanging out more since uh, the divide, especially with me going down to LA? Right. Um, But like Davis, when I went to school or college. And Davis, it was like, we didn't talk. And then you went to LA and that was the all, yeah, also didn't talk. And then Um, uh, I remember that... um, you didn't even want to, you were this was around the time you really didn't you stopped playing a, a lot of PS4 games 
Like, I'm not talking about, like, since you bought the PS4, but you did start dividing your hours from the PS4 right. to the PC. And I know at one point, you, I almost think this is true, that you used to play Rocket League only because, because I had on the PS4. You right. would only play it on the PS4 because I didn't have a PC. Right. And so this is this is sort of like this weird thing that happened. And I guess it, it also goes, in a weird way, it, it comes down to the relationship the girlfriend that i got from gaming essentially and so my life became way more the internet than like real life in a way quote unquote like in order to talk to my girlfriend because it was a long distance relationship for a very long time yeah as i had to be on my computer i had to be on skype and and Spoil- because spoilers, i also spoilers they did meet each other eventually no yeah we, we've met each other dozens of times and eventually i went over and lived with her for two months but that's not the point the, mm-hmm. the point was i was spending time on my computer because of her because of the games i was interested in and because i had a youtube channel which also needed to be managed from your computer mm-hmm. and this is how i met other people this is how i met nick who is this person I've had a relationship with for a very long time. He was on the podcast much earlier. He was probably like our second (coughs) episode. Right. I I interviewed Nick for the podcast and we started a podcast together after I did some written reviews for him. We started the OR Gamecast and then we made Digital Sandwich, which was our current podcast. And I made all these relationships with people online. And so the only way to access them was through my computer. Which made it, you know, it was de-incentivizing consoles. And this is also the time where computer games are kind of picking up again. You had CSGO, you had Skyrim, uh, things like Hearthstone and Dark Souls, PUBG, uh, VR was becoming a thing. And so about the time that I went to Santa Cruz, which is is where I graduated uh, college, I stopped playing consoles solely... Like, the only time I played the consoles was solely to play Rocket League with Chase and Zach or any other friend that was playing And it Rocket was League. definitely becoming an issue for him. Because I remember you, like, had, you couldn't bring your PlayStation out sometimes or something like that. Right. And, yeah. And this is, thank goodness, Quinn convinced me to get a PC. It is the greatest purchase I've ever gotten. Even right. more for and, past video games. And, and arguably... Uh, it was, it was not like my whole life was the computer for a very long time. And so it wasn't that hard for me to like, okay, I got to convince everyone else to get a computer. Like I convinced Zach to get a computer, convinced Chase to get a computer. Um, yeah, pretty much like anyone that I wanted to maintain contact with, it was like, okay, you're going to have to get a computer. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no other way around it. Like even my current job revolves around the computer. Like this is how bad you getting a PS3 was to my life, Chase. Yeah, um, you couldn't you, you couldn't be like a sports trainer now, Quinn. You have to have something near computer. You have to have a computer near you to do stuff right. now. And so also around this time when I went to Santa Cruz, UC Santa Cruz, uh, my relationship ended, and my this is like when the creative aspect of video games died for me. Like I stopped my YouTube channel, stopped streaming, uh, stopped playing TF2. But I still, you know, got really into more PC-heavy games like Overwatch, Fortnite I tried out, Artifact, Slay the Spire, Astroneer, Dota Underlords, more VR games like VR Chat and Beat Saber. Um, 
it was a weird time. It was a weird, weird time. I, I there's too many stories that I, I. It was a weird time in my life. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go a little current then. Like, what is? What do we do now, Quinn? What is? Right. What is our current life now with video games? Right. And and ultimately, right. Like all of this has led, and especially like reigniting our relationship, getting you to play Rocket League with me, and eventually moving to PC has led to this podcast. Exactly. That that's where all, somehow all of this information has led to right now. Yes. So because of the PS3. Because of you, your dad getting you a PS3 and Call of Duty 4, that is why we are here right now. Yes. Uh, Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Your dad manipulated us. <laughs> yeah. You know, he Blame was your dad the, you, know, you know what my dad did as well, right? What? He technically was the one who gave us the idea for the podcast name as well. Right. That's Holy true. shit, right? <laughs> it comes full circle. <laughs> it comes Everything we can blame, my entire life, I can blame on your father. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah that's that's true you know what's funny too he really didn't want me to play video games but he was always the one like on my birthday especially or, or christmas right to get me a gaming console my right. mother did it too but my dad was always the one like getting the getting it like the moment it came out like i even got the psvr from him which unfortunately i do not use that much but it's because i'm i don't have the most room in the world to play it right but yeah, isn't that weird that your parents and my parents ultimately are the ones supporting this thing they never liked? <laughs> right? Like they're the ones that are like, "Oh, you play video games too much." Yet they're like, "Here's the newest console. Here's I a game that's yeah, going to get you addicted." If, um, they realize that. <laughs> right. Like what the hell were they thinking? Like that the biggest hypocrites in the world. Like I don't think they should ever be able to criticize me for gaming at all because it was ultimately they were supporting it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think, you know, video games was definitely the way to go to make parenting easier. Right. Especially if you're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really true cuz then they fight yeah. each other to get the better console you know it's like here sit in a room here's this gaming thing you'll like it go (laughs) while we fight here just pay attention to this screen my mother was team nintendo my father was team sony (laughs) 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 oh man that's uh, yeah that that brings it back but yeah um nowadays we pretty much just play rocket league um we do play other games don't get me wrong (laughs) but right if you had to like look at our hours, we're starting to creep on closer towards those hours that uh, Quinn had on TF2. The, the I'm almost at a th- thousand hours in Rocket League, and if you count my PS4 hours, it probably is a thousand plus. But yeah, that, that that's with me as well. It's a thousand plus if you count my PS4 hours. Right now, I'm actually looking at I'm at 876 at the moment um, right. on just my my Steam Steam account, and so so. What do you think, like, what other games do you play besides Rocket League? And how do you think your history with gaming has affected your choices in terms of what you like? So one of the, um, I I guess, odd things about my gaming taste is that, you know, Rocket League is pretty much the only um, competitive, competitive game. game that I play. Competitive multiplayer game, yeah. yeah. That, which is very surprising because I play a fuck ton of Rocket League. So, like, you would think that maybe my tastes would be similar, right? Right. It is not. <laughs> I right. mostly play JRPGs. <laughs> I love, I mean, I've played every single Final Fantasy, 
in a good chunk of the spinoffs. Right. And um, like I used to remember playing Final Fantasy XI. I would steal my dad's computer that he would use for work to play it. And he would get so pissed because I would like be getting on it immediately right after he left to go like, I don't know, do a client's hair or something like that. Right. I, rem- I remember it. this actually like <laughs> because I would be hanging out with you and I'd have to watch you play games. And I remember we would get in so much trouble because he would leave for five seconds and he would be booting up. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I really loved JRPGs, especially final fantasy. And I played other ones as well. I loved fire emblem for Nintendo. I used to play that on my game boy a lot. I guess that was the game boy advance specifically. Um, then I got really into, uh, TRPGs, um, Advance Wars, I think, counts as a TRPG. Final Fantasy Tactics was a really big one. That's probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. games of all time, not including Rocket right. League. Um, and then I Fire Emblem is a TRPG as well. Um, but yeah, those are like those. Those are my main stable games. I hate shooters. Like I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I wouldn't play one. I play Destiny, but the reason I played Destiny was because it was also an RPG. <laughs> like right. it is considered an RPG as well. And so that's why I chose to play it. I would never play just a straight up shooter like when I played Call of Duty, which may have been my turnoff back then. It's like, oh, I have this game that I don't want to play. Right. What about you, Quinn? Um, just for a second, can you move your phone not on the table? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a lot of messages, which I normally never get this many in my lifetime. That's fine. But yeah, it's interesting that. Like, I feel like there are these games that you will make an exception for, like Destiny or Rocket League, but I don't really know why. Like, it makes sense, right? Like, if we've spent our entire lives playing soccer, then a Rocket soccer car game is a Kind of makes sense. But still, it's a, it's a competitive game. That was never a thing for me, like, in all my years of playing. Like, even right. when I played Destiny... I didn't like playing PvP. When I played Final Fantasy XI and fourteen, I didn't play PvP. I only played strictly for the story. Right. And um, even like when I played those, I would play with people to fight against the environment. You know, PvE. Right. So. Well, maybe it was just the fact that we were playing together against other people. I don't know. Yeah. That that's the yeah. I wonder if I would have gone into Rocket League if it weren't for the fact that uh, you played it. We were playing together. Yeah. yeah. I think also a part of it is that it it isn't a shooter, right? Like, so maybe that makes it a lot easier to accept that you're playing other people. Right. um, Because it's not, it's not this genre that you don't really enjoy. Right. So it's not this genre you don't really enjoy. And it's also a sports game that you can relate to from your physical life experience. So maybe it just fits. Yeah. It just happens to fit. Um, Right. What about you, Quinn? Tell me, tell me what. So kind this of games is you play. this is where things get a little bit weird because because you're a play it all, you're a whore. I I kind of play it all, but I don't really finish it all because there's this problem I have. Unless it's an online multiplayer game and I'm playing other people, there's this one glaring issue that always comes up in my head, and then I can't get over it. And that is when I start playing a game. And it gets to a certain hour or it gets to a certain point where you need to put more time in to get to a, let's say, a funner section of the game. My brain switches to... This is boring mode. 
not this is boring, but why am I wasting my life away? Like it, it goes to the, the worst possible place. It goes to what does it matter if I do get to the end? Yeah, this is probably why you hit a lot of phone games, especially with the microtransactions. Like in order to be yeah, there's pot- what there's potential there. Like wh- yeah, why why even spend money? Why even pl- play this thing? Wh- what is the point? It's well, just it's- specifically I'm saying like like remember when you played a little bit of Brave Frontier because of me, right? Uh, so you played a little bit of Brave Frontier, and at one point, um, like the game updates with frequently new heroes that you can get, and it makes you just slightly better. Right. So I bet you probably got turned off by things like that. Like, oh, if I want to get 1% better, I have to spend about 10 more hours. Whereas before, if I spent a couple of hours, I got significantly better. Well, I think or even like Pokemon that. Go is a good example because at some point you got me back into Pokemon Go to do something with you, which was like Become the friend. Good, great uh, ultra friends. Ultra friends, right? And when I had that goal, it was like, okay, I can go get this goal. And once I did it, I stopped playing stopped Pokemon Go. Immediately, even. But when a game has a never-ending goal, it becomes pointless to me. Like Destiny 2 or Destiny, for example, right? Like, you can beat the game, but then there's this never-ending goal to improve your armor, to improve your gun, to get the highest thing, blah, 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 blah. To, to sink infinite hours into this game to get gear that doesn't really matter. And so once that thought enters my brain, it the game is done. Uh, I have a question, though, because I am interested about this. So this is probably true in general. But like, what about games that actually do have endings? Like, let's say, remember, you played Final Fantasy XV, you didn't finish it. Was that just because it was on the right, PS4? Right, because it's, a, it's the same thing. It's, 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 it doesn't matter if it's multiplayer or not. It's once the thought of why am I playing this enters my head, mm. then it like the game is ruined and how i've tried to combat this because i i have been completing games recently alan wake for, the, for example guys. alan wake and several other games uh my friend pedro a lot of indie games in particular is that i and this is un, this is a bad way to go about it because i don't know if i'm enjoying myself but I will look up how many hours it will take to beat a game. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew that's what you're going to say. That is the first thing I do is I look up how many hours it will take me to beat a game. And I do a calculation in my head if I have the willpower to put that many hours into a game. I was thinking in my head, like, what is his answer? I bet you he looks up if it's an indie game specifically, it's only going to take me about two or three hours to beat. Right. So I can suck it up for that long to finish it. Right. So even if the thought enters my mind at an hour and a half in, I know I only have an hour and a half left to go and then it'll be all over. <laughs> and this problem doesn't happen in multiplayer in like PVP multiplayer games. No, we and play we play Rocket League and we get to a point where we're exhausted playing this game. We're still playing it. I know right. we've played like a couple hours. Like we've played this where we should only be playing it for about an hour cuz after an hour I'd say that's when we start sucking or when we we start losing our edge and we still keep going (laughs) and we're losing and we still do it. That's why we actually had to put rules like if uh, when we lose twice in a row, we're we're done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think the thing about multiplayer games and why I like them so much and why Call of Duty 4 really 
sucked me in was that it was me against another person. And I think that's if if I had someone to get into fighting games with me, I think fighting games would be like a perfect game for me, like a I, perfect genre. The only game I'd be willing to play with you would be like a Super Smash Brothers, which I right. That's and not even then, even then, game. that would I feel like that would still appeal to me. And the reason is is that in a fighting game, it is more one v one. And I like the concept. I really like the concept of being able to outplay someone else. We should uh, someday get into that whenever we get a Switch. <laughs> it's going to sure. come up. Uh, we're going to um, do my best. I'm going to buy you one someday when I'm rich. Oh, geez. Yeah, and then by that time, there's going to be a Switch 7 or something. Yeah, a Switch you know, U, a Switch Wii U. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, I bet you it's going to be just Switch 1, Switch 2 for now on. <laughs> no, nah, that's not the case. It's going to be, what is there going to be their new name? uh after the switch do you got any guesses who knows switch the, pro play me play play me daddy <laughs> um but the thing is is i think it comes from sports to be honest and i think that's why rocket league is a game i really enjoy is i think the competitive nature of multiplayer pvp games that i really enjoy comes from playing sports all my life and wanting to win and I love board games that I can win. I love... Uh, We've played Dungeons like, & Dragons. We actually enjoyed that a lot. Just timing is so difficult with that. Sure. But like I, I've gotten to points in certain games like Hearthstone. Hearthstone I got mm. really into for a, a bit. Because even though it was not really... It was a, more of a card game. It didn't matter. I could beat someone. I could strategize. Uh, Artifact, same thing. I could beat someone. I could strategize. I could outplay somebody. Slay the Spire, that was a PvE game, but it was also like a card-based strategy game. Did you mention Artifact already? Yeah, Artifact. Mm -hmm. Dota Underlords is like pretty much the only mobile game I play, and it's the same thing. It's a 1v... It's a 8-person chess match, essentially. And... I and I just enjoy being able to like play against people and see how are they beating me? How can I beat them? How can I change my strategy? All that stuff really gets me going. And uh, there's definitely games where I don't enjoy the mechanics and that turns me away, like Fortnite. I don't like building stuff because I feel like that takes away from just the the aspect of killing someone else. Um, but I Overwatch. I love being able to be better than someone. <laughs> Rocket League, I like to be able to be better than someone, to juke someone, to score a goal that they sh- they should have blocked, but they're bad. Oh, yeah. Quinn's um, really into juking in Rocket League. I like, like mind games. I like yeah. that. That's that's the thing that gets me going, and that's why I think, uh, I think fighting games would be Rocket the League. best. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. I can see why you would really want to be into fighting games then. That's Right, fair. because fighting games is all about mind games because at some point you're going to be everyone's going to know all of the moves of the character they're playing and the character they're playing against and it all comes down to mind gaming the other person yeah because like there's a pattern there's generally if you want to be at the top of those games there's usually a pattern that is like your winner but the only thing that's difficult about doing it is how do you initiate it Right, the, the person the knows you have comes. a combo that could win you the game, and they're going to be playing against that combo the entire time. So, how do you trick them into allowing you to do that combo? Yeah, and that's I can see why you like those type of games. 
The only problem with me is like, and this is the only outcast in this is Super Smash Brothers for me, is that they're usually very complicated to get into. Right. Except for Smash. No, all fighting games are yeah. really complicated. Smash is yeah. one of the least, actually, and that's why I think I like it so much. Like, it does get complicated at the competitive level, but right. the fact that it's only like, I don't know, three or four buttons and then just left, up, right, down with whatever um, button you're pressing. Like, it's right. super simplified how to play the game. And I think that's why it's it has such a big... Um, a big crowd of people big interested. Big crowd of people yeah. interested in the competitive area. So yeah, that would be the only game I'd be willing to play with you on at this moment. Because I tried right. to do a Dragon Ball Fighters for a little bit, and I goddamn, I couldn't. I couldn't right. do it, Quinn. No, I, I, but I agree as well. I think that the it would have to be like a Smash type of game, uh, because that I feel like is more about mind games rather than combos, right? right. Like in Tekken or uh moral combat there's going to be combos that like instantly kill a person and there are mind in... games but you have to be at the level to be able to initiate those patterns right you have to be so, right so many hours invested into it to even understand how to mind game in mm-hmm. a game like that um man Oof. i do also like social games like i really VR got into chat. vr chat and uh I like music games. I like Beat Saber, and I think that's just because I like music. Yeah, guys, and, just just a forewarning: don't play VR chat unless you have VR, and even then, I don't don't play VR chat. Right? <laughs> don't play VR chat. Period. <laughs> uh, especially if you don't have VR. Yeah, don't play VR chat. It, it's it's gotten to a point of cancer that it cannot return. It's Quinn like had me play VR chat without VR, and by far it was boring. I'm sorry. I remember it's even it boring now. Like it's 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 all it's lost all value. I don't know why. I don't know how it ended so quickly, but it has. Um, yeah, but I, I can enjoy any game. I think as long as my mind doesn't go to the place of why am I playing this. If I can, if I can withstand that thought, I can play any game and enjoy it to some degree. Well, Unless, like, I just to Rocket League yet. It's not going to come to multiplayer games. It doesn't happen. But like, even I could see myself playing like Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. I had a good time while it lasted and I was getting invested into the story, but then it just happens. It just, well, uh, why am I playing this? It, it, I could be playing something else that I know I'll be having more fun in. (laughs) And it's just, and it's just a vicious cycle to continue. It is a vicious cycle. I will buy a game that I think I will really enjoy. And several hours in, I will drop the game and go back to like Overwatch or Rocket League. <laughs> it's yeah. miserable. Yeah, it's don't scary. be me. Don't be me, kids. Don't hang out with Chase when he gets a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little. That'd be a little awkward in the first place. But yes, kids, don't hang out with me at that age. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's an issue in that in itself. <laughs> All twelve-year-olds, please go to Chase's house. <laughs> please no. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I think that. How do you feel about that? How I do think, you feel like that's? I think that covers like. Not, I think this was good. I think this covered more of our lifestyle of like how we got into this, why this podcast exists. It's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, and at the same time, it really it helps invigorate why we continue to do this podcast because 
this culmination really came it, this culmination this past all this makeup that came from our um our past created this podcast you know there's a foundation for it even though we may not have intentionally created that foundation that's how it was created and i really enjoyed this uh i think it really makes me want to play rocket league right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it makes me remember uh why i played games back then and why i play them now right and i think it's something i just want to put out there is Regardless of games, right? This podcast is a good way for us to stay connected, Chase. Yes, it forces us at least twice a week to say hi. Yeah, and I think, like, in the past, when you weren't playing games, we didn't have a relationship. And but so isn't we got it a little ironic that we have a podcast about video games? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, let's see how this goes, Quinn. We'll have to find a, we'll have to <laughs> we'll find a third passion. We'll be canceled within two weeks. <laughs> All right, Quinn. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Well, I just want to say thank you if you made it this far. We're over an hour in. I don't know how you've made it. Uh, if you it cried, thanks for crying. If you laughed, thanks for laughing. If you want to share this, you can do so on Twitter or even give us a review. That At would also BS help. Gamers Podcast. Make sure on Twitter that you share your find thoughts. us and share your beautiful thoughts about your life and how you started with video games. Tell us about your parents' divorce. Yeah, what game they bought you? You know, because every story is the same. You know, everyone. It starts with a divorce, and that's how you, know, you get into video <laughs> Everyone's games. Everyone's origin story for video games starts with divorce. <laughs> yeah. Oof, that that hurts. And more importantly, you know, more important than divorce is if you rate and review us on your platform. We really need it. We're very small, 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 so very small, small. microscopic uh, podcast, and we wanna we wanna do more. And we would love build a little community. We want to talk to people. You know, yeah, especially we really want to talk to people because video games brought me and Chase back together. We're trying to bring you into this little circle here, this line segment. We're trying to make this a triangle, and then eventually a square, and then eventually we'll have so many people we can call ourselves this goddamn circle. (laughs) All right. Or hey, uh, for you guys to look up, you guys can look up a Chaseagon. It's a, it's a, it's a great shape. It's a real thing. Anyways. I don't have my math bullshit. Well, uh, we'll see you guys later and talk to you later, Quinn. Thanks for listening.